Good evening, citizens. My name is Ban Shattersong, former captain of the Bloody Hands Mercenary Company. And whilst the labyrinth might be a dark and lonely place, occasionally we can run into other citizens, maybe their souls, who aren't quite dead just yet. And today is one of those occasions. So with me, I have Matteo Edgestalker. Uh, Matteo, say hello. Uh, hi, folks. Uh, I'm Matteo Edgestalker, formerly Itamale Niguera of the Brass Coast. You'll be hearing more about that. Um, it's a bit dark in here, isn't it? It is quite, yeah. It's uh, I've got this really lovely damp spot, you know, just the corner between the left and the right-hand turn. Um, I probably should read the page, the wiki page on the uh, on the actual labyrinth itself. I've got no idea how to describe it. I'm taking it literally, so hopefully that's that's accurate. But you know, thanks so much for for coming on the podcast. Um, Happy to be here. The I guess the not the sole reason, but let let's be real. The majority of the reason I've I've dragged you in, you know, bag over your head and cuffed to a chair, of course, is the um, is the certain like skirmish. A standard Friday night. Is <laughs> <laughs> the um. It's the skirmish you had at E2. And for those of mm-hmm. you listening who aren't aware, essentially Matteo here is an official hero of not just Navarre, although that is true, but also the Empire at large for pretty much single-handedly winning a skirmish to rescue some reborn prisoners. Uh, that's definitely going to be the main event, let's say, of this evening. But we're also going to talk about, well, talk about Matteo's uh, backstory, uh, so some of your hots and knots from some of the previous summits. Um, mm-hmm. he, obviously, formerly of the Brass Coast, it'd be really interesting to find out a bit about that as well. And then also, I understand you do a little bit of brewing as well, brewing your own liqueurs. So yep. definitely keen to uh, feel maybe drop that in at the end as a shameless plug and uh, get some business on the anvil field. Will do, will do. So, um, in a question that no one's ever really asked me at Empire, um, what's your backstory? <laughs> yeah, I don't think I've ever been asked that uh, in play either, um, which is a shame because I I, I kind of like hearing about people's backstories, but they they so often tend to be relegated to a word document somewhere that no one ever opens. Mm. Uh, so Matteo started out Itamale Niguera in the Breast Coast. Um, uh, was born in Feroz. Uh, Feroz. And I gave oh, him a, a, a reasonably untrack story, and then all the tragedy happened once I hit field. Um, so uh, he uh, sort of um, he was he was being being raised to sort of take over from his, his grandmother as uh, Domiro. Um, Is that the leader of the family? Kind of, yeah. Gotcha. Um, it's sort of the brand equivalent. Gotcha. Yeah. Uh, his mother was a corsair. His father was a scrivener. Um, he really liked fighting. Um, uh, he he found out early on. Uh, he had sort of. Uh, so I, out of character, have uh, scoliosis, fibromyalgia, and hypermobility. So broadly, gotcha. I'm I'm a physical wreck all the time. It's terrible. Um, so uh, I gave Matteo sort of the the in world equivalent of that. Uh, so he realized he was never going to be exceptional at the fighting, but he, he, he stuck at it, you know, ambition and all that, and he, he got pretty good. Um, I am decidedly decent with the spear. Um, uh, and uh, not long after he passed his citizenship test, he was about 14, got in a training accident. Oh, that's Bark. Uh, 
worst kept secret at Anvil, <laughs> Matteo was a briar. Yeah, um, brilliant. Uh, so uh, yeah, um, every every year or so, there was this uh, this striding would would pass through, and they they'd stay for a while and and chat and share stories and trade and that sort of thing. The swift box striding, they were sort of black sheep because they were mostly briars, you know. Ah, um, and uh, you know, one year Matteo up and up and went with them. It was about seventeen ish. Um, I spent a year on the trods uh, with them and and saw. All the good things in the empire and all not so good things in the empire. The the yeah, militia okay being dawn. being the good guys and sometimes <laughs> also not being the good guys. People people using virtue defenses for things that are very definitely not virtuous. Um, and of course, yes, the Valorn doing Valorn stuff. Um, so um, uh, a lot of that the the Guerra in him was was not happy with, and he decided I need to do something. So he. Uh, he went back home for the last time uh, and uh, set off as an Avari. Um, and uh, yeah, that's that was broadly the backstory. He ended up in Herkinia, uh, linked up with the Edge Stalkers, came to Anvil. You know, parents were fine in the backstory. Hey, nothing, nothing yes, big tragic. Yes, no. <laughs> and then I get to Anvil, E4 2019. Oh dear, we're signing for Roz over to the Grendel. <laughs> what a time mm. to arrive i think um yeah I, I remember seeing a couple of freeborn sat by the standing circle after that decision had been made uh the sort of the final sort of sunday at, at that particular event and uh my my favorite little i don't know icy joke at that point was wow a burn even sarut felt that burn and i, I said Oof. that maybe a little bit too close to them and they, they got quite annoyed Un understandably understandably yeah. annoyed but uh, so that was the the first event you'd been at Empire. Yep. And yep, so that with was the my first. Fantastic. So the the freeborn side of the story that hasn't been that hasn't been done in play at all. No. Gotcha. Oh, nice. That's really cool. Like, how have you? Um, what? I I guess like uh, what drove you towards having that part of your of your backstory? Was it kind of a fifty fifty when you were just making your character between? Freeborn and Navari. Well, I'd been I'd been considering Empire for a few years, you know, reading reading the wiki here and there, and uh, I like Navar obviously, and I like Wintermark, and I like the Brass Coast. Um, so those were those were the three I'd sort of read up on, um, and uh, I, I fell in with the Edge Stalker players out of character, and they sort of convinced me to go with about a week's notice at that. <laughs> um, so obviously I, I rolled in with them. So that was that was Navari, but I figured being from the Brass Coast gives me sort of an excuse to to explain if I don't quite know what's going on my first time there. Um, and it was it was fun to sort of work a few things in with a role play. Like um, there was a you might remember there was a mass casting of uh, Merciless Wrath of the Reaver. Yes, um, yep. pretty close to timeout. Uh, because of course we needed to stump on 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 Hakinia and Thrun and because the heirs were coming, um. So I I went to the uh the vet in our group and I was like I need some mana for this ritual and he handed me mana I was like how much? Because of course in the brass coast everything has a price and he says for the good of the nation and I just I just sort of blanked at him. How much is that worth? Yeah. Tell me more. Yeah. Um. 
but yeah, no, that that sort of thing. It's 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 fun as it finds its way in, and most of it was sort of entirely natural. It wasn't sort of having to put it on. That's uh, that's a great thing about Empire. It's it's one of those systems where there's never acting. It just it just flows. Definitely. Do you, do you find that uh, the way I, I suppose in my personal case, I like to describe myself as I'm playing as myself, Chris, with a with a lick of fantasy paint on me. So when I, the way I'm reacting is broadly how I would do if this was, you know, in air quotes, real. Do, do you yeah. do the same kind of thing, or do you totally dive into a different uh, different character? I think I think everyone's characters are, are themselves in a in a fancy hat. It's just sometimes the hat is very very fancy. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, Speaking personally, I think there's always a, a facet of myself that I'm exploring in a character, even if it's not like obvious. If I'm if I'm trying for something really out there, there's still I'm still the one playing them at the end of the day, you know. Yeah, you you, you maybe um, pick a character trait and sort of dial that up that might be on you know level one or two, and then dial that up to eleven. So you're still you know Matteo. Sorry, well, yeah, Matteo Edgestalker is. Daniel for nine out of ten of your uh, let's call them traits, but then the tenth one is something wild and unexpected. I don't think it's ever quite as as conscious as that, but that's that's how things tend to play out. Yeah, nice. It uh, it might shock and surprise you, but OC, I'm not a criminal, so um, that that I, is, uh, was the dialed up. Part. Never never even crossed my mind. <laughs> uh, so, someone did actually ask that on on this on the server. Uh, they DM'd me. And they, they essentially are, you know, not going to name names, but they asked, you know, why did you get into that side of the game? And always had like an OC relationship with it. And I was like, <laughs> sorry, what do you mean? <laughs> no, I can, I can, I can comfortably say I've never shot an an OC ambassador. But uh, anyway, side tracking, side tracking. So okay. the, so you, you've, uh, you've got a really cool backstory there. Lovely bit of sort of like inter, like multicultural, almost like. I don't want to use the word spice, but I'm just imagining like a grind of freeborn pepper over your Nirvana. Yeah, sandwich. a bit of spice. I think spice is, is appropriate. The spice gardens are for us. Yeah. yeah, and you've become a proxy for mm-hmm. Virginia, and you've done that in yep. the space of three three live events. Uh, like, what's what's that journey been like? Because you know, the, I'm not particularly involved in the political game, but you know, being a senator is just as important as being a sort of a general. And on that military side, I understand there's loads of competition for it. I'm sure it's the same on the political side. Um, what's it been like being a proxy, and what got you into that kind of political game? So, um, I uh, I rocked up not sure whether I wanted to do sort of military stuff or political stuff. Um, I uh, I spent a lot of E4, which was my first, obviously, um, hanging around military council, mm. uh, but. Uh, Lowry Edge Stalker uh, from my striding was uh, previously the proxy senator for Hakinia. Uh, so I, I tagged along to Senate a few times with her and I, you know, I enjoyed watching. Um, of course, over the longest dark, um, a bunch of stuff happened. Some of that was uh, uh, Lowry and Pan, who was our brand, went into retirement because the players needed a year off. They couldn't be dealing with the, the, the transport from Dundee sort of thing. It's, it's, a, it's a trek. Um, a long walk on the trots. Yeah, so uh, the the position was vacant, sort of. Uh, there were a, a couple of proxies, I think. Um, but I uh, 
uh, uh, decided, you know, I want to, I want to get into the politics game. Um, there was a, there was a lot of talk over the longest dark on a bunch of the, a bunch of the, the servers and forums and groups and whatever. Um, uh, jokes about disposing of the briars. Um, that was that was rather a hot topic. Uh, so I figured the briar on the fire, uh, chuck the briar on the fire. I believe was one. yeah, uh, that that sort of thing. So I figured, well, you know, Feroz went and tragic to my backstory. May as well tragic it a bit harder. Uh, so um, I, uh, I I got chatting with a, another player who was going to be rolling in at E one, um, who'd. Uh, got a, a bit of a thing against Briars and had been fighting in Herkinia, where Mateo had been. Um, of course, all the units that fought in Herkinia took penalties for, for, you know, being slaughtered a bit by the heirs. Just a bit. Um, so we worked out, well, Mateo's unit had been uh, hunting down some heirs, you know, driving back some Valon spawn. Uh, they were in a fight, and they hear another Navari unit coming up behind them, this, this player's unit, who I, I won't name the player, because spice is spice is going to be flowing at E three, um, but um, so we think, oh great, another Navari unit. Let's signal them; they'll come and help. Um, and they turn up, and they shout, "Fuck the Briars!" and uh, start laying into us. And and uh, Mateo's boyfriend Keo is is slain, uh, defending the 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 injured at the at the back, um, and. Uh, Enchantress Olivia of the House Sepulchre from Dawn uh, came came riding it. Well, not riding in because the horses are dead. High guard ate them all, but charging <laughs> into our charging into our rescue uh, drove them off. Uh, so uh, that is mega spicy. That is awesome. It is, it's a bit of it is the big spicy. Oh. But um, I played I played with that uh, a bit at Shadow of a Fallen Queen, which was a player event back in I want to say October last year. Um, and uh, between between sort of the responses to that and a lot of the chat on field, I figured, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna go push the politics stuff, see what changes Matteo can can affect in in this sphere, you know. Mm. Um, and there was already a, a bunch of spicy stuff going on anyway, and you know, I I want to see what impact I can make on the game. So it was going to go one way or the other, but that's what pushed me towards the Senate stuff. Um, I got chatting with. Corey Wayfarer uh, at uh, Symposium on the Valorne, which was in February. Yeah. Um, and, and Corey and uh, Riz were talking. Riz is the current senator for Hakinia. And Riz was thinking of stepping down and, and was talking about, you know, Corey stepping up. And I was like, well, if you're stepping up, how's about I, I be your proxy? You know, I, I have an interest here. Um, I'd like to you know, put my name forward. So we, we chatted through the event. He was like, why why do you want to be proxy? What is your ambition? And we had a chat about that. You know, I was like, well, I don't I don't want to be senator yet. I want to be proxy so I can learn how to do it. Um, I was like, yeah, that sounds reasonable. So, of course, the election rolls around at E1 and someone's convinced Riz to stand again. Um, I throw in behind Corey. Riz, uh, Riz wins by a, by a fair handful. Um, and I go over to congratulate him, and he says, hey, do you still want to be proxy? I was like, sure. So that's how I ended up as proxy. Um, and then, of course, last event, uh, Riz's player was at a wedding, so Riz was also at a wedding, uh, so not at Anvil. Um, 
which meant I, having sat in the gallery for a whole of two Senate sessions, found myself suddenly acting senator for Hakinia without a proxy of my own. And uh, yeah, so it was it was a packed event. Quite a was, sink or swim yeah. scenario, right? Yeah, I, I I think I held my own reasonably. Um, I was going to put in a, a Senate motion about um. So the senators agreed that to fund the upkeep for Navarre's new army, uh, they would construct a Bose resource in Leathaven, uh, and then cede it to 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 the Bose. So it's an imperial uh, auction position. Um, and and that needed building. So I was going to raise that uh, as my my Senate motion, but of course the whole thing with Leathaven's kicked off. Mm. So I had a chat with the Master of the Men about it, and uh, uh, name bad with names. Martin, uh, Martin Travid. who plays Longest Path. Yep, Travid, yep. Travid Longest Path, who's senator for Thurunen, uh, was was very helpful. You know, pointing me. In. Um, they they and Matteo do not see eye to eye a lot of the time, but we get on. You know, and <laughs> and he, he yeah, he was very helpful. Um, so we had a chat with the Master of the Men. And uh, decided, you know, that can that can wait for next summit because we won't know what's going on with Leithov until next summit. So I ended up raising a motion for appointing an imperial spymaster, which Bernard Dugdale, public hero and/or war criminal, won. Um, is that the infamous white cap? That is the infamous white yep. cap. He's wearing a blue cap now, but yes, I, that I is the like infamous, the yeah. infamous I, white cap. White cap was so easy. We've all learned it. Yeah. Blue cap now. It's a nice cap. Don't get me wrong. It's got some nice badges on it, but uh, yeah, white shiny. cap just was was it was just the OG. Flaws uh, off the tongue. Yeah, the protagonist of the empire is how he always introduces himself. I suppose mm. that hasn't changed too much, but uh, yeah, it doesn't seem to have. Um, but yeah, no, and I uh, I'm, I'm vaguely friendly with um, again name left my head, but is his his player? We we've had a few chats or see. Oh, with uh, good, Martin. Good, good sort. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Martin's lovely. Yeah, he's um. Oh. Oh no, not not Martin. Yes, Martin, who is lovely. Uh, but no, uh, Bernard Dugdale's player. Oh, um, um Jonathan Howard. Where? Yeah, something like that. Sounds about right. Yeah, I think so. I should I should really have a list of people's names before I do two shoutouts, because <laughs> uh, I am I am name blind and face blind, which you can imagine makes me great for networking. <laughs> yeah, I think we're Jonathan. He's um, he's an avid World War Two historian, and mm. I think a few, gosh, it might be two or three years ago now. I remember him doing a little, little bit of a drunk stream on Facebook. Um, Love it. But yeah, very very entertaining chap. <laughs> mm. So um, you've got the so you've stepped up into the role of you know, senator within of just a single event at the drop of a hat. Mm -hmm. Um. You've appointed an Imperial Spy Master. You've been talking to the Master of the Mint. Um, I, I don't want to say, is there anything else? But is there anything else <laughs> that sort of you know happens in the life of a senator, especially when you're so fresh to the uh, fresh to the scene? It was a lot of walking. Um, thankfully, uh, between between Riz and 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 Travid, uh, a lot of the. A lot of the the bureaucracy had already kind of gotten sorted out for me. Like I had a second lined up. We knew vaguely where I'd give mine. Um, so it was it was just a matter of getting motions written out and submitted and that sort of thing. It helps that I already knew a few of the a few of the senators. We'd got 
chatting at assorted player events. Um, so it was, it was, I wasn't in a room of complete strangers, you know. Mm. Um, but yeah, no, it was, it was, it was fun times, chill times. Uh, I made some new connections, you know. Uh, I um, I found myself an ambition for what I wanted. If I, as proxy, and then if I go for senator, uh, I want to create a, a ministry for getting Abraxas stones. Oh, fantastic! Yep, yep. Because uh, we need one of those. Uh, I've suggested that the highborn might do similar because of course the Grey Pilgrims they're they're with us now. Um, and for all I'd I'd like to be selling them Abraxas stones and getting their their sweet sweet virtue cash. <laughs> uh, into the nation. Uh, I'd, I'd also like to sort of get them to Navari first, you know, because we are largely the ones off in the miasma, doing the doing the the Vlorn stuff. It would be great if we did not all get venomed and or turn into husks every time we go in. It's nice. That'd be, that'd be tasty. Yeah, I am um, not this character. Oh gosh, um, years ago, got my hands on one for a skirmish, and when they're saying, you know, you're venom, venom, venomed. I went ah immune and lifted the necklace off my uh, off my chest. Very satisfying. Mm. So can confirm if you get those onto the field, whoever's wearing them does feel a bit like a god. Yeah, it's it's god. big tasty. Yeah, I uh, I managed to commission one myself at the end of the event, so I should be getting that at E three. Uh, which yes, happy fun times. Oh, I, I will. Yep. Yeah. Um, it's it gives you opportunity to also have this beautiful piece of jewelry as well. Mm. Something really really snazzy, but perhaps is not necessarily Navari, because I think the oh the vague description I can remember is quite silvery in appearance. Yeah, sort of silvery white gem uh set into yeah. Uh of course it is in fact very Navari. Uh that's that's where they have their history. They were used in old Teruniel as gifts to visiting dignitaries as sort of a here, this is our promise that we won't like stab you up and poison you and stuff. Um. Uh, and uh, yeah, because that's, we that's the history on those. <laughs> yeah, it's it's nice to get those kind of um those kind of jewelry mm. pieces out. So just they just add so much to a character. Let alone yeah. the you know the game effects there. They're pretty awesome. Um, do, do you have any advice or some top? And you can't you can't spill all the beans, of course. But any top tips for players trying to get into the political game? Yeah, just just talk to people. Um, I find the people who go for hats, whatever whatever they are, uh, usually they're very excited about having a hat, and they like to talk about it. And the people who are chasing the big game tend to want to make it so that other people can also t uh, chase the big game, you know, because it's it's more more play to bandy around. So yeah, no, if if there's a hat you want, go talk to the people with the hat. Ask if they need a proxy. Ask if you can shadow them. Uh, if they're busy in a conversation, maybe just leave a note. Um, you know, and most of them will 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 probably be quite happy to talk to you back. Um, yeah, it's it's much more easy to get in that sphere than I thought it would be. Of course, it helps having gone to some player events, but that's by no means a requirement. It's just it it got me meeting the people I needed to meet, rather mm. than chasing them across the field at Anvil. You know. Um, yeah, the same as if you know the, pe the people who've not gone to those player events, but been to a few more mainline events, for example. Yeah, it's it's it is it's just a matter of of, of networking. 
talk to the people you you want to talk to. And this is me who's bad at networking. Um, <laughs> with the names and the faces, right? Yeah, with the names and the faces. Uh, um, I've also heard from a certain senator, <laughs> Rizart, that uh, apparently offering to go and grab a drink or a snack for a certain hat is, is often a good way to get in their good books. Would you? Uh, would you? Agree? Yes, I would. I would wholeheartedly agree. Um, I sort of I commandeered one of my striding mirrors uh, several times during the event. I was like, "Here is my credit card. Please go get me food. I haven't sat down since this morning. I need to eat something." Um, speaking of not sitting down, so of course they took the they took the roof off the Senate building because COVID yep. ventilation stuff yeah, makes sense. Um, but that sun, that sun at E two, standing in Senate, uh, just glaring down. It was we were all sort of up with the shade with the fans and the 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 little pamphlets that the looking glass were were doing sort of blinding uh, it'd be great if they could get like some canvas over the top or something so it's still airy but there's some shade i might write them an email and suggest that yeah i mean i feel it feels a little bit ironic considering the temperatures we've had today <laughs> complaining about the heat yeah. but uh yeah i mean it was a lovely event beautiful weather but mm. i spent a lot of time with my bandana just was soaked in water it's a uh, or proxy cooler i guess but mm. yeah walking around in the sun especially for people who've uh, got lineage and have a lot of makeup on yep uh, yeah or, or the, you know the imperial orcs let's be real those those lot are just melting inside their masks but uh... i know the uh the summer sirens had uh sort of changeling spiral sunburns for for weeks afterwards <laughs> i've always i've never done it myself i've always wondered if that how that looks afterwards was it pretty pretty clear uh, yeah, it was. If if you knew what you were looking for, pretty distinct, you know. Trying to explain that in the office uh, the week after, like, what's that spiral? That's, um, let's have a coffee break. Yeah, <laughs> it's going to take more than thirty seconds to explain why. <laughs> yeah. I can explain what it is, but why is a is a much more in depth <laughs> question. Brilliant. Um, so we've got set up a senator. Well, you know, from a proxy from proxy to a senator to a proxy senator you know, subtle but important difference mm -hmm. um sorry to keep the people listening in waiting but just before we jump into that wild saturday night skirmish you know where you became the hero of navarre um was there any can you tell us like a bit more about the lead up to that skirmish because from what i'd heard on the on the rumor mill and just chatting to people is that you'd said oh my family is out there because I was actually at the gate as well with some of the Black Scar, um, mm. sort of more scouty types. So we'd all got sort of grouped up, cammed up, uh, ready to go sneaky, sneaky, stabby, stabby. And like you said on your hots and knots, which I have in front of me, uh, we did have to beg, steal and borrow our way onto that skirmish and got a couple yeah. um, couple places. Um, anyway, I heard that, oh, his family is from there. And I thought, in Navari with a family in Feroz, I mean... That was kind of band shtick, but that was technically true, but not actually true. So it kind of like struck me as a bit odd. But now you've explained your backstory, totally makes sense. Um, hmm. How did you end up sort of getting involved with that skirmish? So I um, I was sort of getting into the skirmish martial stuff back at E1. Didn't really partake at E2, but uh, I was I was keeping my eyes on the skirmishes. They came out and I was like, oh, for Ross. Well, that's that's important to my character. I'm going to do the legwork and make sure it's got the people it needs to go. So um, Saturday afternoon between Senate sessions, I went and I had a chat with the Hand of Guerra, who was the, the, the named handler for that. 
because the civil service have made choices recently. Um, <laughs> More on and that. They were, they, were, <laughs> they were happy for the help, you know. Um, I said, do you, do you have the numbers you need? It's like, I, I don't know. We think so. I was like, well, I can I can rally you a bunch of Navari thorns and bring them down. Uh, it was like, yeah, that'd be great. Uh, if, you, if you meet us here near the gate at this time, I think it was 10, because um, the, the thing went out at 10.30. It was like, yeah, meet us at 10. Um, be prepared that most of you might get turned away because obviously a lot of Freeborn will want to go on this. Um, I don't think the Brass Coast has many sort of skirmish fighters. <laughs> or stealthy uh, so ones was... at that. Gosh, yeah. Sorry, go all, on. All the jingling. Yeah, yeah, that, um, that. <laughs> so it was, uh, it, was, it was odds on maybe a few of us would go, but most of us probably wouldn't. So, uh, you know, I went and had a, had a chat in Navarre. Uh, I asked the, the Thorn Fang. I went and asked Black Scar. This this is going on. Do you want to get on it? Um, so I I borrowed some leather armor because I I don't have sort of medium armor. I've got my um, I don't know if you've seen my nice sort of uh, uh, great coat um, in in the suede, which is technically light armor, kind of. Um, oh, yep, yep. I think I have uh, twenty four thousand hand stitches in that thing over the longest dark. It was it was a long project. Oh, you made um, it yourself. Yes. Oh, fantastic. Um, oh, brilliant. Sorry, I'm a bit of a kid. So I, brilliant. I, I, I did one up on in, in fake suede on a sewing machine uh, before my first event, um, and it was it was fine enough. Um, but over the longest arc, I took that apart to get a pattern and bought in the suede and, yeah, made, made it again in better material, which is going to be a running theme because um, I've got that light armor and then I've got heavy armor. Um, I sold my chainmail because I just I, I can't cope with the weight anymore, and I got some uh, some steel lamellar, sort of second or third hand from a reenactor. Oh, sexy! Uh, which is really nice. It's great for my posture. It feels nice when it's on. Um, but lugging it back and forth in the suitcase from Scotland on public transport, it's it's not great. So I've uh, you know spent an inadvisable amount on aluminium scales. Which I'm now assembling into a duplicate that's mithril, so it's 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 lighter and it won't destroy me physically getting mm. it to the events. Um, yeah, I've, I've armor spent... is just, oh, it's I think personal personal opinion sexiest looking armor out there. Very sexy. Yeah, scales. I've, are I've spent so too much time sort of sanding individual scales, blackening them so they don't look horrendously shiny. And like, there's nothing wrong with the very shiny look, very clearly mithril, which is fine. But I figure an Avari is probably going to darken it down a bit because I don't want to be blinking like a signal mirror when I'm sneaking through the bush. Mm. Um, or like a freeborn so scout. <laughs> yeah. So uh, so anyway, I borrowed some uh, some leather armor from assorted people in the the Thornfang Thornborn. Um, so it didn't quite fit. Uh, some of it was sort of breaking down a little bit, but I, uh, you know I got it on, um, and I went to Senate in that because I had to run for it right after. So I, I rock up in my borrowed leather armor, and there's all these Navari have turned up. And I'm like, great, that's a massive turnout. Turns out, like, two also were needed. Yeah, um, but I, I get I get chatting with the. Uh, so the skirmish was thirty people, and it was being split into uh, a twelve-person stealth team and uh, an eighteen-person sort of reinforcement team. Credit to the Freeborn; they dispensed with the bells and the jingle jangle armor. Um. So uh, they they each had sort of someone in command, and I went and talked to both of those, and were like, "Look, can I get on this? This is important to me." And they were like, "Ah, maybe we'll just queue up at the back." And I was like, "Okay." So I'm not getting on this. 
um, uh, the the skirmish was um, two Zemris Islanders had been smuggling citizens out of Feroz uh, so that the, the Grendel could not make them thralls and cart them off to the salt mines um, and had now themselves gotten stuck behind Grendel lines um, and if the Grendel caught them uh, they themselves would be going to the salt mines for an extended duration mm. um, but if we could rescue them then uh, that was uh, firstly good job, well done, yay and also a thousand additional military strength uh, provided by the Zemrus Islanders uh, to the evacuation of Feroz, which was one of the downtime options. Ah, also, oh, is that the one that went ahead? Because I think there was insurgency, evacuation, and then passive? Yeah, uh, we, we went ahead with the smuggling people out rather than violating the treaty horrendously and fighting people out. <laughs> sure. Um, <laughs> yep. Hmm. Now, I'd, I'd rocked up to E3 expecting that I was going to spend most of the event stumping to get all the Navari fleets and military units to go help out with that. Uh, and then, of course, I got the the scouting report from Leathaven, and I was like, "Oh, we have different priorities now." As it turns out, the the <laughs> Feroz liberation was oversubscribed, and it seems like we might not have hit our targets on Leathaven, which will be a shame. But I figured, well, this is this is the way I can contribute to that. Um, so I was like, "Yeah, I've 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 done my part. I got the 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 spares they needed. They'll be fine. You know, they look." reasonably prepared for a stealth raid. That one over there is in fact disguised as a Navari, or I suppose guising as a Navari. Um it's like yes, yes I'm seeing him yeah, itching at his clothes. And then I heard someone say uh, they uh, they might have refugees with them. We've been told they might have refugees with them. And then I thought, oh shit, that could be my parents. And suddenly it was like, no no, I need to go on this skirmish. Uh, so when they were all lined up and I clearly didn't have a place, I went to one of the few Navari on it and it was, was like... Loth Lane, uh, sort would... of uh, beard, dark brown hair. Sounds sounds familiar. Yeah, he was yeah. our brand, yeah, because he, he, um, he was going on with Jockle, another one of ours, and mm. uh, so Lothy came back to us before the skirmish went through. So, yeah, you'll have uh, swapped out with him. Yeah. I was like, um, can you, can you, if you wouldn't mind stepping down, my family might be out there, I, I feel I need to go on this. And so, yeah, he did. And I, I, I stepped in, and there was um, there was a, a freeborn, uh, another briar, another member of the Order of the Hawth, uh, formerly known as the Briot, um, beside me. And then the, the freeborn disguised as Navari in front, and they were both like, this is my first skirmish. And I was like, oh, okay, you two stick with me. Um, and uh, yeah, off we went. Um, Kerowin Edgestalker, who was until last event the National Hospital representative, um, and is sort of my, my right hand, keeping me on the straight and narrow. Um, and uh, Patches Tanglehorn, Imperial Drug Lord, um, <laughs> had a plan that if everything went totally wrong, Patches was going to walk in and try to sell the Grendel uh, substances. Um, so they were at the back as, as, as plan c distraction unit uh, and they bounced off the gate which was was very sad for them mm. uh, and kind of for us because i really wanted to see that actually um but uh in in we go uh we're told you know someone someone meets us just through and we're told uh the the islanders you're looking for they have a lantern they'll be flashing it on and off to attract your attention all these other lanterns you see moving around grendel patrols try to avoid them there's a fort up that way there's one over there don't die. I was like, great, this is this is 
good for us. Yeah, this will be fine. This will be no problem. So um, off off we and the stealth team go, sort of sneaking along the along the path. You know, keeping low in the brush in the long grass, crawling over the wood chip. It was a big nasty puddle that we went around. Nice. Um, and sort of the group slowly gets gets spread out as sort of the the hangers on at the end get almost spotted, and they have to stay still, and the rest of the group moves on. Um, and it's 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 very tense for a few minutes. We're not making much progress, but eventually, best I can work out, we end up sort of uh, there's like a big bush between us and one of the Grendel Falls, um, and we can we can hear them talking inside. Anyway, someone skips across the road, the the, the path in front of us, and gets gets behind a tree. Like right, so I I, I follow him. I get behind a tree, uh, and then a, a Grendel patrol comes up around the back of the, the stealth group, spots them, and I hear a bit of a commotion, and it sounds like the Grendel are all coming out of the of the fort, and best I can work out, they are then sort of rolled back to the gate. Um, uh, once all the Grendel are clear, I, uh, I go over to that other tree and see if I can find the person who came across with me, and, oh, they were gone. <laughs> At which point, uh, there's, uh, there's, there's a bit more noise going on, and... Uh, between what I could work out and what I've been told from afterwards, uh, the Grendel rolled the stealth team back to the reinforcements, and then they all got kicked out the gate. Um, yeah, we, which were, left we were on the other side. They came out maybe about ten minutes before you did. Hmm. Which uh, which left me all alone, deep in the woods, in the dark, with the entire sort of Grendel force between me and the gate. And I was like, right, okay, well, I came here to do a job. Um, next objective, find the islanders, and then we'll see what happens from there. Um, uh, Matteo is a is a pilgrim of courage. Um, he um he he's a knight of the blue rose, follows Gilda Ashwine, um, and for more personal reasons, also Araz, uh, the liberator, former emperor, and possible reincarnation of Gilda Ashwine. It turns out. Oh, um, okay. So I was like. You know, uh, Araz would not abandon these people. You know, Gilda would face down the odds. I'm going to do the same. Going to go find them. So I, um, I, I leg it up the length of the woods, sort of between mad sprints and scrambling through the through the long grass. Don't find anyone. No sign of any land. Um, so I, I turn around and head back. And as I do, I almost fall right over the islanders. They're sort of huddled in a bush. Again, no sign of any lantern. I don't know if that was a if they, they, they failed to pick it up or if there wasn't enough going spare, or if it was another one of those fun little misleading japes that PD uh, are putting into the into the skirmish briefs of late. Oh those sorry, are, misleading are, japes. Fantastic, hmm, fantastic way of putting it. A lot yep. of those of yep. late. They're they're fine. They're fine. They're good. Anyway. So I was like, You're the you're the islanders. They were like, Yes. I'm like, Cool, I'm here to get you out. And they were like, just you? I was like, it seems like it. So um, uh, we sort of made slow progress, keeping sort of to the edge, following following the path, staying in the brush, um, uh, having a, having a bit of a chat. Clearly, these these islanders they were scared out of their minds. Don't blame them, but they were still going, you know. So I uh, I, I take the I have two sort of family heirlooms for Matteo. I've got a a nice um, falcata with a, a golden horse head. Hilt from Saxon violence, mm-hmm. um, which I call Chainbreaker, uh, and I've got a, a sort of faded silver silk scarf, and the idea is these are these are family heirlooms, 
um, and I, I take the scarf from my belt and I, I, I hold it out to these islanders and I say, I don't know for certain, but I've always been told that this belonged to Araz because Araz uh, uh, is actually Mateo's great grandmother's cousin. Um, is 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 a thing. Uh, PD recently confirmed that for me. That was that was great. So I've been Ooh, piecing together yeah. the family tree, um, doing a wiki dive. But anyway, so I hold it out to them and I say, you know, this I'm told this belonged to a Raz. Draw on his courage, and they did. They 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 clung to it. They were like, yes, this will get us through it. So we we make our way back, um, and we're coming up on I think it was some sort of clearing. And there's a bunch of lanterns. It's the Grendel patrols, and they're talking about, ah, oh, stopped an Imperial. Ah, oh, we kicked them out. Yeah, oh, none of them left. Um, so I was like, ah, shit. Okay, so I, I, I turned to the islanders. I said, look, go back up the path. I'm going to throw myself at this lot, cause a distraction. When you hear that, make a break for the gate. Um, if I have to die to get you out, then that's what it takes. Uh, so up, up they go back up the path, and uh, I, get, I get ready to, to make my assault on the Grendel. Uh, and then do you want the OC account of what happened? Account of what happened. Oh, let's, go, let's go IC first. This is a... Uh... I I'd say that that's it's, it feels IC. I'm sat on the edge of my seat at the moment, so let's let's go for the IC version. Then OC, we can clarify anything that might be uh, confusing. So I've uh, I've got my spear. And I'm thinking, okay, how many of these can I take out? How loud can I be? How much time can I give them? And just as I'm about to step out into the clearing, the patrols break and they they go back to their patrolling. I'm like, oh, that's that's convenient. So I scurry back up the path and I find the islanders again. And we, we make our way towards sort of the main path through the woods with the wood chip. Because that, that's the only way out back to the gate. Mm. But there's patrols either side. You know, we can see the lanterns just off the road. There's, there's the occasional one walking back and forth. There's no way we're not getting seen. So we, we start sort of creeping along in the long grass. There's, no one stops us. Okay. So we, we stand so we can move easier. No one stops us. We'll keep going. And eventually we are just striding unafraid down the middle of the road and we slip between these patrols like we're shadows. They just don't see us. We walk back through the gate. Uh, I, I raise my spear high and shout for Roz is waiting and there's just a few moments of silence as sort of uh, Patches had apparently been shouting at the gate, Grendel, I'll pay you whatever ransom. Give us Mateo back. Kerwin <laughs> uh, had uh, had someone was had tried to sort of drag her away from the away from the gate. She was like, "No, no, I have to stay here. I have to wait for him." And there was just this moment of silence as everyone was like, "Oh, they're back! Oh, that's the Islanders! Oh!" And then it just erupted into into cheers and and celebration and stuff. Um, I got I got testimonied unseen savior. Ah, brilliant! Uh, which was uh, the big tasty. I was told I was not going to be paying for a drink in the Freeborn camp for quite some time. Um, several people have asked for interviews to write articles. Uh, the Key is doing one. The Hawthorne is doing one. There's a few bards are are asking for the story. Uh, Rego Izemrus, who uh, did my testimony, is composing a piece to. Say uh, to 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 tell its songs and stories. Uh, Kiara, the senator for Madruga, formerly senator for Faroz, uh, has asked that I, I swing by the Brass Coast equivalent of of standing um, early it's next landing, summer and, and give my account. Um, so that's uh, yeah, that was that was that was that. Um, I went and did a did an interview in the Gilded Vine, and then we headed back to songs and stories.
was a it was a fun evening. But yeah, we we um our contingent had got maybe halfway down the hill, sort of you know the main sort of traders' highway in Anvil. We got halfway down and we heard the cheers from when you'd come through. So we ran up to the gate and we saw this, you know, this flash mob kicking off and extremely cool moment. Mm. Extremely cool. <laughs> what would the, um, you, so that was the, the IC side. Um, is there like a slightly different account OC as well? Yes. So the OC side uh, is, uh, again, I was, I was, you know, had my sphere. I was getting ready to step out into the clearing and strike. I was thinking, how many can I take down? How much noise can I make? And then a ref wanders past, shouting, all the players are gone, the skirmish is done, report in. I was like, uh, hello? Oh, I was like, yeah, no, player here, uh, there's one of us left. And the ref was like, oh, uh, we, we made a mistake. Okay. Um, hmm. I was like, I, I got the Islanders. I was, I was, I was nearly there. They were like, you were nearly there. Do you, um, do you want to die horribly? Or would you, would you, would you like to go back through? We'll have to go back through. Like, cool, take the take the islanders with you. I was like, really? They were like, yeah, sure. No, oh, you've earned it. I was like, great. They were like, make a make a miraculous escape. So I uh, I made a miraculous escape. Um, yeah, no, it was um, uh, what what a it choice. Was, <laughs> it was it was very cool of them to to give me that opportunity. Yeah, you you know, um, or you're you're trapped and need need ransoming. They uh, they they gave me leeway to play with it, and I'm very glad they did. Uh, obviously, it, it felt excellent. My my ego has swelled massively, so now it's like average size. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it uh, it it made a lot of game for other people as well, just from from all the the reactions and partying and all that that was going on, and people writing articles, and that's that's all stuff for them as well as for me, which is always good. You know, share the share the fun around. Absolutely. And did you um did you get followed? Did you wait there? Yeah. Were you able to follow up on that uh, set of free drinks in the Brass Coast? A very rare yes. commodity. Yes, I, uh, I went straight to the Gilded Vine with Rego Isemris and the Islanders I'd rescued and my dear Kara. Um, and, you know, uh, sat, told the story, had some Syrah. Um, yeah, that was that. Was, that, was, that, was that. It was good. Uh, they, put a, they put a motion through the uh, assembly the next day. Uh, reward of a throne from the Virtue Fund. Apparently they wanted to go higher, but it was late in the event, so they were like, we'll, we'll go for what we can get. Turns out the fund was already well expended by that point, so I, I, I got no monies. Uh, but the former High Bard uh, wrote me a letter which I have here somewhere. Uh, Tiana Izedni Requeza wrote me a letter uh, and did in fact include one throne, uh, paying, my, paying my rewarding out of their own funding, which was very nice of them. Um, and asking for the story, which is a thing that I need to write and send. I owe so many people letters. I have not written any letters yet. Um, not not this this uh, season anyway. Maybe so that's, once that's the, on my to do list. Yeah, maybe once the keen bug kicks in, sort of, mm. I find it's like about a week or a week and a half beforehand, and suddenly writing letters on the train or in sort of at night yeah. before you go to bed. Just starts to starts to flow, hopefully. Mm. So with being the the unseen savior, I've got that correct. Yep. Fantastic. All right, that's the yeah, that's the title of the episode. Done. Easy. Excellent. Um, what do you feel like it's gonna? What do you feel the vibe is gonna be of the Freeborn next event? And do you see yourself 
I guess having not a repeat of E2, but a repeat of the activity, so being a, a, an active proxy? Or do you see yourself going over to the Freeborn camp and enjoying their hospitality for a, a fair while? I mean, uh, I, I intend to you know, do my duty as, as proxy. I've taken on the role. I, I'm loyal to my word. Uh, that's that's the thing that the Freeborn and the Navari have in common um, in very different ways. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, um, actually, I, I sat in on the Courage Assembly for the for the first time uh, at E2. Hashtag not a priest, but they, <laughs> they let me sit in and talk and I, uh, I give them the lowdown on the law situation um uh but uh, they held the election for champion of courage it was like is anyone interested i was like i am interested but i won't be standing they were like why i was like well i have i already have a job to do i can't just walk out in that you know mm. um my my unwelcome truth is that i have greater priorities uh so that was yes. No, I I fully intend to uh, do my job, be be proxy, challenge for senator at some point. Um, it's it's yeah, it's fun. I want to keep doing it, uh, but I, I do intend to be spending more time, you know, in in the brass course camp and in the Navarre camp for that matter. I I completely missed most of the spring festivities because I was just I did not sit down for the whole event. I was I was doing senator and proxy job. And had a few other things going on, scheming and 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 whatnot. Um, so yeah, I'll be I'll be taking things a little more chill, get on a few more skirmishes. Although I don't see any going quite so spectacularly as that one, not for a while. Um, uh, it might be the start of a long and successful chain of skirmishes to the point it, we either deploy a unit or Matteo. <laughs> it might, it might, or I might just die, um, which would be a shame. But you know, if it's if it's a good ending, then I'm. Uh, funny you mentioned unit. Um, I'm actually uh, I'm getting in with the Dread Shields, which is, is yes, Rook's new yes. project. Uh, I'm I'm sort of seconding him uh, them as well. Uh, so that's uh, of course Rook isn't going to be a D3. So I'll go from stepping up as senator to stepping up as organizing the Dread Shields, and that'll be a thing. Um, yeah, no, I, I I intend to take it easy where I can, spend more time in in both Navarre and the Freeborn camp. Uh, the vibe was very much sort of a, a homecoming for Matteo. Um, after after that, he does maintain that joining Navarre is one of the most Guerra things he ever did, and whatever else he may be, he will always be a Freeborn. So this was yeah, it was it was good to have that sort of reconnection to the nation, because uh, I didn't, I'd I'd made a lot of friends in the in the breast course sort of over over the longest dark you know uh ezra and the the rest of the seed last tide ezra is now fleet master that was that was a, 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 a esteban yep uh that was that was a, a happening at e uh we are we are we are pleased when our friends do well absolutely um, absolutely but yeah um but this was this was very much a i am i am back there and people know who i am and it's yeah Navarre has a very family vibe, um, and it was it was wild being swept up in that same vibe with a different nation for a for an evening, you know. Uh, and what a well placed piece of backstory! Mm. I, I don't. It's, I've never it's seen become an very relevant. <laughs> yeah, so perfectly fitted to that that skirmish, and it going so well. Uh, you know, like you said, most people's backstories don't even get read out or read by. 
anybody apart from the person who created them. But to have your piece you know, come out into the foreground and actually be relevant is awesome. Awesome bit yeah. of a placement. It was uh, it was very big moment. Very happy it happened. And on the I guess on the the topic of stepping up to the moment and these kind of responsibilities, uh, I also understand that you've recently become a brand for your yes. striding. Uh, what what's that been like? And what's the story behind that? So the Edge Stalkers was founded several years ago, but not vastly long ago. It's it's a fairly young striding by unpronounceable Welsh name that is shortened to Pan. Uh, Pan was our brand. He is known as the Summer Wolf, uh, named after a bit of uh, old Hakinian legend uh, about a, a wolf with the changeling lineage. Uh, Pan is a changeling, so became the Summer Wolf. Um, metaphorically, not literally. Gotcha. Um, uh, so Pan founded the, the Striding with uh, with his, his brothers and his wife um and and assorted friends and the idea was well they they used the trods to patrol the, the borders along scars because that was still the bad kind of orc territory at the time and and handmark and keep keep her kenya safe render aid on the road that sort of thing hence edge stalkers gotcha. um, oh, great great name uh we uh we look after thorns pass which is a, a sort of warehouse village type thing uh, up in, in the mountains in North Pines and we're based out of the Den which is a sort of uh, cave system turned home uh, that say. only only edge stalkers get to know the location of. It's it's where we keep our, our briars and our non-coms and, and uh, people who need looking after oh, um, including Pan's young daughter um, Pan's brothers and wife are now dead um, that happened uh, over the course of, of several events. Uh, I think one of them bit the dust on the uh, on a skirmish on the Friday of the first event of the Edge Stalkers attending, um, which was a thing. This was long before my time. My first event was mm. uh, E4 2019, which I think I mentioned. Um, but yes, so uh, Pan and Pan's player were not at E4 2019, uh, and as of the end of the longest dark, they are taking at least a year's sort of break from Empire, because uh, as mentioned, the trek from Dundee it's awful. Um, as is uh, Lowry, who was sort of held the strings and very much guided me through my first event, and was the previous proxy for Kenya. Uh, so they are they are out of the picture from now. They have quote unquote retired and are staying at the den. Having having wholesome family vibes, um, and uh, so we we needed brand on field. Uh, so I I swore into the striding properly uh, on Friday at time in, uh, and Friday night I took the brand. Um, I had been considering doing it at Songs and Stories um, before the 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 fateful uh, fire toppling incident. Um, fire toppling. Uh, yeah, someone someone got up to dance uh, during during one of the songs and crashed into the big fireball and it toppled over and was a whole thing. I mean, what what a we... what way to set fire to a dance floor or this album yeah. fire? Insert hot meme here. Great, cool. Yeah. Got that out of my system. I feel better. Thanks. <laughs> you are you are more than welcome. Uh, but yes, so me and me and Kerwin uh, instead snuck away to the. Uh, the Thornfangs campfire. We we borrowed that, 
you know, uh, took took my brand. It was yeah, it was it was a moment. It was yeah. I've I've slipped into it much more easily than I thought. Um, sort of people are, are looking to me for advice on the big decisions. The Edge Stalkers are reasonably independent. We all go do our own thing, but we all you know come back together a few times each day and and then you know chat the gossip mm. and sort of being being looked at as someone to be sort of responsible and well informed and reliable. Uh, not something I'm used to, but it's 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 fitting me quite well, I'm finding. Um and the others certainly seem to think so and keep telling me I'm doing a good job. So I'm inclined to believe them. Uh yeah, it's it's been good. Uh, it's been good for Matteo as well. You know, it's it's given him sort of the boost he needed to find his place. Gotcha. Would you um would you say you prefer you prefer brand or non brand uh playtime? Uh, so I'm I'm still technically a thought. Get out on many skirmishes now. Uh, I haven't done the battles this year, um, just because I've needed a little longer in the mornings to sort of pull myself into some semblance of being alive. Yeah. Uh, I had I had COVID, uh, got over it about two weeks before E1, and then got laryngitis, oh, and then yeah, got a chest infection. So E1 was awful, and I'm I'm still recovering. You know. Yeah, that'll knock it out of you. Um, so I'm doing less thorning and more branding now. Um, they they they're both good. They're both fun. Um, there's definitely been a, a shift in both attitude and priorities for Matteo since taking the brand, though. Is that do you find? What would you say the the brand duties are? Because it, it you know, obviously it changes from striding to striding. But in your case, how have you found being a brand actually affects your day to day activities? Yeah, I mean the the Navarre archetypes are all a bit sort of loose in definition, yeah, shall we say? Uh, the brand, most of all, but it's uh, it's 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 largely uh, I view being a brand as as serving a group rather than leading directly. Leadership does come with it, but it's it's about doing what's best for them rather than yourself. Uh, so Matteo swore to serve striding and nation and empire um so the ambitions of striding or nation or empire come before his own now uh which is not a, a lack of personal ambition there's still plenty of that but it's 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 a different perspective it's being being responsible for others and helping them get where they need to be um it's not dissimilar from a guide in the sense of helping people find their place in the great dance, um, although it's much less priesty. I do enjoy chatting shit about the virtues. Uh, <laughs> got some spicy takes, not heretical spicy takes, of course not, of uh, course but not. but spicy takes nonetheless. Um, but uh, yeah, no, it's it's nice helping other people do their thing and finding my own place within that. Fantastic, and I guess as we we sort of pulling towards the the one hour mark, um, sort of finding your place. The last thing I wanted to ask you about was your drinks. I know we, we mentioned <laughs> them at the start, so a feel free, shameless plug for your uh, you, for your distillery, your brewery, however you're describing it. But um, 
I've met a few people who brew their own. Uh, Travid, Longest Path, Martin. Mm-hmm. He does. He does a lot of brewing himself. Um, like, how easy is it? And you know, how do you get all the flavors in? Because I've never touched it myself, apart from the end result and drinking it. Um, what's it like to brew? So um, I got into mixology, sort of cocktails and stuff, uh, quite early in in lockdown, um, and uh, have have slightly hyper focused. Uh, over the longest dark, uh, which is why I'm now not drinking till E3 because I need to shift this this beer gut. Um, uh, but part of that, uh, part of, of came with that was sort of doing doing infusions and that sort of thing, making my own syrups and liqueurs. And so we now have Edge Stalker infusions. Uh, so I, I I made a batch of cherry brandy uh, back during the longest oh. dark, and then I I took it to uh, laughter in the cold midwinter. Which was the Durandel player event, um, and it uh, the the bottle disappeared within the first night, um, as in as in all got drunk, not as in someone lifted it. Mm. Um, it was it was very well received, um, and by the time I got to the the Gildedhorn Carter, um, uh, there was there was there was no brandy left. Uh, so uh, I think it's Raffaella uh, uh, handed me four crowns and said. Uh, this is consider this an investment, you know, because I've gotten talking about the the cherry brandy. I want to do a, a bacon washed whiskey, which is uh, you get you get uh, you get bacon fat and you uh, uh, stick it in your whiskey, immersion blend it to get all mixed up, and then you you chill it so the fat then forms a puck on the top that you can lift out, um, okay. so you're not drinking fat or anything, but it's imparted all the bacon flavor in booze. Um, so I was I was talking about that. Um, I uh, I came across a cocktail called the Earl Grey Martini, um, which is uh, an Earl Grey gin sour uh, that was sort of the signature drink of the Pegu Club cocktail bar in New York, which is unfortunately one of the one of the casualties of uh, lockdown. Ah. Um, but they were uh, very very sort of on the edge of the the cocktail resurgence in New York and the. The Old Grey Martini was designed as a, a drink for people who don't like gin to get them to like gin. Uh, so it's it's a uh, Tanqueray infused with Old Grey tea, um, uh, lemon, sugar, uh, sort of very, very, very pretty, usually an egg white as well, oh, um, which gives it a sort of silky mouthfeel and a nice head of foam on top. Very tasty. Um, so I, I, I got, I, I quite enjoyed those. So I was like, I'll do some Old Grey gin as well, you know, Earl Beaumont, because uh, had to chat with Beaumont. He likes his he likes his bergamot. So yep, yeah, Earl Beaumont. Why not? Um, so I got chatting to Raphael about this. It was like here is here is for consider it an investment to get yourself going when you've when you've made your cherry brandies and your your bacon whiskies, whatever else you you bring them by the the gilded horn and we'll we'll sample them. And I was like, yeah, sounds good. And then he was like, you know what Dead Reckoning is, right? And I was like, okay. <laughs> um, so at that point, I sort of had to. So um, yeah, uh, I did a, a five liter batch of of the cherry brandy, none of which is sold somehow. Probably because so I'm I'm selling that in five hundred mil bottles um, and charging a, a two thrones, uh, which I cracked one open as a sample bottle. And uh, Cesare himself does in fact agree that for the for the right person, two thrones is absolutely an acceptable price for this very good cherry brandy. Um, five year oak aged cherry brandy, I might say, because I was able to get a hold of some five year oak aged brandy on the on the cheap. So yeah, no, that was that was that. Um, 
I uh, I did sell pretty much all of the 200 mil bottles. There was the Earl Beaumont, which was uh, Earl Grey gin and a lemon syrup that I'd made by. Um, so I made oleosaccharum, which is where you you put lemon peel into sugar and it leaches out the oils. Mm -hmm. uh, and then I used that and the lemon juice to make a, a sort of uh, an enhanced lemon syrup, if you will. Uh, so it was it was. That was that was the old Beaumont. There was Flower Crown because I was I was I was playing to the Dornish market for the Flower Festival. Uh, that was uh, I'd found a nice. Uh, it was cranberry, raspberry, peach, and pink hibiscus limited edition tea that uh, Sainsbury's were doing. Uh, so I'd, I'd steeped that in vodka, and that came out brilliant red and very tasty. Um, Briar Juice, which was uh, honey bourbon liqueur. Which is just you know a decent-ish bourbon with honey syrup, um, which was very tasty. Um, I'm now experimenting in. Uh, uh, I've done a, a strawberry rum. Um, oh, okay. Uh, oh, which all, um, all these words together is uh, suddenly very thirsty. Um, mm. I can't think why. <laughs> um, I need to play about with the ratios. Test batch was considerably too sweet and not quite boozy enough. Um, but I, I should have a, a a good batch of that ready to go for for E three, and uh, just yesterday I uh, I put on a batch of of spiced rum. I don't like a lot of sort of on the market spiced rums because usually they have not seen a single spice in their life. Uh, they are they are flavored with sort of syrups and extracts and whatever else, and largely all I ever taste is vanilla or cherry, usually vanilla. Um, I love Kraken. Yeah, Kraken spiced. Um, but it's 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 not good. Like I very much enjoy it, and the branding helps. But uh, I I largely just taste vanilla. So uh, I I got a bottle of uh, OVD, which is is my my guilty pleasure. Um, Old Vatted Demerara. It's a it's a it's a Demerara rum. It's fairly ubiquitous. You can get it in Asda. It's tasty. Um, and uh, I, I put. Vanilla in there, ginger, uh, cinnamon, nutmeg, uh, black pepper, cloves, saffron, uh, uh, cardamom, and uh, what else? Uh, ancho chili flakes. Um, so I'll I'll leave that to sit for a few days. Give it a give it a shake every now and again. Stick it in a cupboard, and we'll we'll see how it comes out. It might be a disaster, or it might be very tasty. Very tasty. Then there'll be some at E three. So, I mean, that was going to be my next and possibly most important question. Uh, how and when did we find you to get our hands on these at the event? Uh, Edge Stalker Infusions will be wandering the field. Probably I'll be jingling along with, with glass bottles and a wicker basket. Um, I, uh, I I was doing the rounds in sort of my, my free time between Senate sessions and all very late into the evening. I think uh, Friday, Friday or Saturday, Friday, Friday evening. Um, I, I was up until three. I think my last, uh, my last stop was the Mandawala's Arms, in the marches, um, and I, uh, I, I, I sold dear, dear Senator Watkin, uh, some freshly squeezed Earl Beaumont, um, which uh, went down quite well. I sold out of the Earl, a couple of bottles left of the the Briar Juice and the Flower Crown, um, strangely, Dawn. Dawn, Dawn turned their noses up a lot at the Elbomond. Oh, uh, really? Not at the taste, just at the name. 
Uh, apparently, he is more contentious there than I thought. It probably doesn't help that I described it as freshly squeezed from the man himself. But mm. yeah, yeah, lots no, of ways uh, of it, interpreting that. It it did it, yeah it went down well. Um, I uh, yeah I may have a, a limited selection this time. Um, I need to order some more bottles, but. Um, yeah, no, I'll I'll be about. I will have the booze. Brilliant. I'll, uh, so... I'll be I'll be wandering the camp. Fantastic. So I, I guess to wrap up, what we've got is a uh, a keen politician in the morning, a heroic and courageous warrior in the afternoon, and a keen mixologist in the evening. Uh, quite a quite a set of skills there. I, I play along the spectrum. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. So I, I usually try and round these episodes out with, um, like, I guess, a nugget of wisdom. Um, beyond, you know, I sort of earlier asked about what's a good way of getting into the politics game and the answer to you know, talk to people, make those connections, and you'll get in. Um, do you have any LARPing nuggets of wisdom that have personally, for you, that made a huge impact or made an important impact on um, how you play the game in general, both IC and OC? It might be, you know, clean socks for example. Uh, I think Aussie, know your limits. Like, as as someone who is, is, is physically quite broken at this point, um, I still I still like getting into the combat stuff where I can, you know, doing the legwork. Um, it is harder for me, but it's still absolutely doable. Um, so it's very much, you know, know, Know your limits, know what's going to tie you out, know what's going to make things unfun and plan around them. Um, you can absolutely do, in most cases, at least something adjacent to what you want to do. Um, but you, you, you need to think hard about how to manage it. Mm. Um, which uh, I, I learned the hard way. Um, it took me far too long, but I got there. Um, I see wisdom. Uh, never make an enemy by mistake. Ooh, I will, I will, I will leave the context open to open to your guesses. But yes, never make an enemy by mistake. Fantastic. We've got both the title of the episode and the blurb sorted. You're making my life <laughs> so easy. Excellent. Brilliant. Well, uh, again, uh, Daniel, thanks so much for for coming on the podcast. Uh, really enjoyed this talk, especially the mixology part. That was. Um, I was expecting more talk along the lines of I put some, you know, some honey in a tub. But no, that's uh, that's got me. <laughs> uh drilling you could say uh <laughs> definitely i'm going to be uh seeking you out with my new character at e3 and Good, all you in, uh, thank you so much for sticking with us and very much looking forward to catching you next time and or at e3 so until mm. then take care and don't make any enemies by accident have i got that right you got that right brilliant all right then see you all next time yep bye folks <laughs>